the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare a way for the Lord, straight his paths. Every valley will be filled in, every mountain and hill shall be brought low. The crooked ways shall be made straight, and the rough paths shall be made smooth, and all flesh shall see the glory and salvation of God. Back in the time of Christ, and in centuries before that, there was a custom that whenever an emperor or a king was going to visit a city or a town, they would send a crew or a team out to inspect the road and make sure that it was clear and the way for the king or emperor would be smooth. In fact, at that time, the Romans prided themselves on their road system which made travel between various cities much easier. God takes this experience of the people of that time in order to reveal the effects of His saving grace in our relationship with Him and our relationship with one another. Now, there is someone coming, not an earthly king or emperor, but the eternal Son of God, Jesus Christ, King of kings and Lord of lords, coming into the world, and he sends ahead of him messengers, messengers who will prepare prepare a pathway for Him to come into our lives. Not clearing earthly roads and highways, but clearing a pathway into our hearts. Now in order for us to understand fully and appreciate what the readings are teaching us, let us take a higher and a deeper look. In the beginning, when God created that first man and that first woman, God had a clear, straight, open path to their hearts. There was nothing in the way. No barriers, no obstacle, no resistance or distrust. And the same between Adam and Eve. The love between them and between them and God was able to flow freely and fully and perfectly. And this is symbolized by the Garden of Eden. The fruits of that life-giving love that flows freely between God and them and each other, bearing the fruits of peace, of harmony, unity, justice. 
And then after the fall, there was a break. Now the mountains of pride and arrogance and rebellion start to rise in their hearts. They sink down into the valleys of their own shame and guilt, of their own doubt and distrust. And then sin creates all these barriers. It puts up various walls and makes the path that was once straight for love, now it's crooked and very, very rough. You and I know this very well. If we were to just look at our relationships, whether with parents or with children or between siblings or between students and co-workers, neighbors, friends, every single one of us has experienced in one of those relationships at any given time and often in multiple relationships something that's in the way, something that's not right. And this drives us crazy. This is the source of much of the unhappiness and misery in human life. This is why we are often so sad, frustrated, angry. It gives and brings so much stress and tension into our life. And we know that we cannot do anything about it ourselves. But we know that when it comes to love, when we love another person, we instinctively know that the pathway between our hearts and theirs must be open, clear, and straight with nothing in the way. And so the garden now becomes exchanged for a barren wilderness that symbolizes the broken, wounded love of fallen humanity that yearns and longs for someone to come and to deliver us and save us from this. And so there arises from the desert, from the wilderness, a cry. And God's is the first voice to cry out in that heart-piercing question in the beginning of Genesis. Adam, where are you? Where are you? God knew where Adam was, but this question reveals that something had changed in that relationship. And like us, God cannot stand the estrangement He cannot stand the barriers between us and Him, the distance. So He is the first one to act. 
And he begins to proclaim a plan of salvation. That there will come a time when one will come and restore and heal and redeem the brokenness in our relationships with God and each other. And so the voice of God continues to cry out through all the prophets of the Old Testament. And it's always the same. Come back. Come back. Repent. And God, like a compassionate, merciful Father, calling His wayward children, wanting to take them back to His heart. And so we come now to John the Baptist. The prophet who precedes the moment when Jesus Christ finally comes. And in order to prepare a pathway into our hearts for Jesus, he proclaims a message of repentance, where each of us honestly, humbly acknowledges our own contribution to this brokenness and mess that we're in. When I was in my family, younger, when I was with my family, I thought the problem was all them. I thought the reason why I was so unhappy, why I wanted to get out of the house as much as I could, because to be at home meant more pain and suffering, because of all the brokenness and dysfunction in our family, I thought the problem was them. And then I heard the message of repentance, which is the messenger that Jesus sends always ahead of him, the prevenient grace to prepare the way where we humbly acknowledge, I'm part of the problem. My sin is in the way. I have in my heart mountains of pride and arrogance and willfulness. I've fallen into the valley of despair and guilt and shame and self-hatred. And I have put all kinds of obstacles in the way in my relationships through my selfishness, my envy, my anger, my you-know-what. And this is why St. John proclaims repentance. That beautiful Greek word, which is a combination of two words, metanoia. Meta means change. Noia refers to the deepest attitudes, desires, and thoughts of our heart. And our noia, it's broken. It's inclined to be selfish, irritable, moody, temperamental, touchy, angry, jealous, and all this. And this is why God invites us to a metanoia, to change our noia into the noia of Christ. So as repentance prepares the way for Jesus to come, when He comes, He brings about this work of conversion, metanoia changing my thoughts, my desires, my attitudes into His thoughts, attitudes, and desires and way of loving. 
Try this when you go to the store today and you meet someone you know. How's your noia? All right? Just kind of kick that word around a little bit. How's your noia doing? This is why Advent is the cry of Maranatha. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. We have a communal penance service on the 18th of December. Wouldn't it be beautiful if this church became like the scene at the Jordan River that we just read about, where all of Jerusalem was coming out to the river, to John the Baptist. And what does it say? And they came confessing their sins. Wouldn't it be beautiful for this parish to be filled with the mercy of God, all of us coming, filling this church, and humbly acknowledging our contribution to the struggles in our relationships, and then confessing them to the Lord through His priests. That would be the greatest gift we could give to ourselves and to each other. To allow God to remove more of the barriers and rough spots and obstacles in our hearts. Then we can give to each other the true gift of Christmas, which is a love that is more like Jesus. Amen? Amen.